in my life is my family. I can remember when my children were smaller. I'd come home from work or running a revival or something, and the first thing that would happen when I entered the house would be a big bear hug in the doorway. My youngest daughter would run and almost tackle me as I came into the house. My oldest would call me on the phone just to say, Daddy, when are you coming home? I would say, I just left yesterday, to which she would respond, I know, but I just miss you. My wife would put secret notes and surprises in my suitcase to let me know that she was always with me even when I was away. Sometimes when I look at or walk by their pictures, I think, what a blessing to be loved. And this has been the case throughout my life, people loving me. When I went off to college the first time in Commerce, Texas, at East Texas State University, I had the privilege of having family in that town. I had never met them, but my mother told me they were kin to us on her side of the family. When I got there, they invited me to church and often to dinner at their house after service. We would have greens, black-eyed or purple-hood peas, some type of meat, usually fried chicken and iced tea brewed by the sun in her window. Well, whatever went wrong during the week was made better by the fellowship of family on Sunday. There's this text in Mark chapter 10, verses 28 through 30, that speaks to this type of love. It says, then Peter began to say to him, see, we have left all and followed you. So Jesus answered and said, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left houses or brothers, or sisters, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my sake and the gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses, and brothers, and sisters, and mothers, and children, and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life. Peter, in response to a statement by Jesus concerning who could get into heaven, says, we have left everything to follow you. Jesus essentially says, no, you haven't. You have gained more by being with me than without me. The statement Jesus makes brings to light the importance and connectivity of the body of Christ. We are family. When I left home the second time after having done some work at a local college, I found myself at Henderson State University in Arkadelphia, Arkansas. I was new in town, but my name had ended up on the desk of a local pastor as someone who could play the piano. He needed someone to lead their youth choir on third Sundays and wanted to know if I would be interested in the job. I said, yeah, yeah, I'd be interested. One thing led to another, and I found myself connected to a whole group of people because of the body of Christ. One of the richest relationships from that experience is still vibrant and alive today. As a matter of fact, I stopped by that house over the Thanksgiving break. I can still remember eating meals, playing countless games of dominoes and being mentored by a seasoned man of God, all because I was in the family of God. See, so often we take for granted the gift of family until some tragic event happens. Suddenly, the thing that we took for granted becomes the most important thing in the world. Jesus says, when we join the family of God, it stretches across the globe. It's not just here, but all over the world. 
See, I've eaten meals in Africa, enjoyed the camaraderie of brothers and sisters from Russia, performed a wedding for people from the Ukraine, gone on golf outings with people for, from all walks of life simply because I am a child of God. The fellowship gatherings I've had are endless, which brings me to the point of this podcast. If Christ died to make us one in him, and be called the family of God. Why do we go to such lengths to stay divided? What is it about being separated that's so attractive? Yet we spend a good portion of our time trying to connect and be together on social media platforms. Whether we want to admit it or not, we are a tribal people. We divide and separate on a whole host of issues, not the least of which is color. As we come out of this tumultuous year we've had, I I hope we've learned one prevailing fact. We are family. What affects one affects all. And for those of us who identify Jesus as Lord, his blood not only saved our souls, but through faith in him, we became the body of Christ and the family of God. People, people just don't get it sometimes. We, we, we family, y'all. Paul said it this way in Galatians chapter 3, verses 27 and 28. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free. There's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. The implication is that even though we are different colors, we are one in him. Our differences should not divide us. As a matter of fact, it should remind us of how awesome and powerful God is because he took the sacrifice of his son and unified humanity through faith. That's all of us. Every background, nationality, and tongue have the possibility of life more abundant together through Jesus Christ. No one can put you out of the Lord's family simply because of what you look like or where you came from. Even if a person doesn't like you, they cannot keep you from the blessing of God over your life. They can only hinder the shared experience they could have with you. In other words, they miss the opportunity to be enriched by your life. It's kind of like the parent who won't interact with their child. They miss the privilege of seeing them grow up and evolve into an adult. They miss the privilege of their child's life and the experiences they have. When we don't respond and act like family. We only cheat our own journey. For God, there are no big eyes or little U's. We are all the same in his eyes. He loves us all equally because he's no respecter of person. So if we miss anything as a family member, it's not because of his love, but because of our bias. One of my dearest friends has gone on to be with the Lord. He was a real live cowboy, a real life, true to form cowboy. He could set the seat of a horse like no one have no one you've ever seen. He was also in, an incredible man of God. At that time, he and his wife owned a restaurant called Little Texas in McKenzie, Tennessee. They sold Tex-Mex, one of my favorite things to eat. The food was absolutely phenomenal. But one of the things that made our relationship so special was that they played live country music at the restaurant. That's right, country music. Anytime I came in for dinner, he would have me come up on the stage. We would sing and play 
gospel music to a captive audience. He had turned the country music concert or band into a gospel band all in one moment. When we finished, people were blessed and encouraged all because an older white man and a young black man realized that there are no differences in the faith, only brothers and sisters. We were family and nobody could tell us any different. I did his daughter's wedding. His daughter babysitted my daughter. And when he died, I was at the funeral. And to this day, I remember him with love, admiration, and respect. All because we are and we were family. I'm Dr. Alvin Summers, pastor of East Campus of First Baptist Church Indian Trail, Marshville, North Carolina. And you've been listening to Soul Food.